everybody. I don't know. You just pointed at me like, I got to carry this bitch all by myself. It's your show. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Your show. Welcome to Raised on Television. I'm Stephanie. And no one cares who the rest of us are. It's okay, your super, show. Super. I'm joined by my co original co-host, Steve, and the twa to our menage, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still have to laugh that here we are. It's episode three, uh-huh. and you're still looking at the poster to see what the name <laughs> like of the show is. Raised on television. Okay, cool. Uh, Got it. Not pie. On. Got oh. it. So, how is everybody? How was everybody's uh, most recent weekend thing? Uneventful. Uh, yeah, I was crazy busy today. I left the house at seven thirty. There was lots of things that happened. I returned to the house at like five. <laughs> That's good share. Thanks. Good share. I went through one, two, three, five counties. It was a big day. Big day for me. Excellent. Good, Brian. How are you? Good. Good. Just been working and. Not doing a whole lot other than that. Getting ready for Halloween. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You do the really cool stuff. I am so lazy. I was coming home last night, and the guy right at the entrance, he's standing out across the street from his house, admiring his work, making sure it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I suck. So the, the gauntlet has been dropped in our neighborhood. The challenge is accepted. Somebody has a carriage in their yard being driven by a skeleton. Okay, first of all, is there a tag on that carriage? Because <laughs> we can't have untagged vehicles. I thought about that, and I was like, does that count as a wagon wheel? <laughs> <laughs> That's an automobile. That's some real insidey baseball. <laughs> yes, in fact, that is. In fact, that is. So, All right, our uh, Kansas City Chiefs are doing well. They won last night. Yeah. My understanding is, is, is that the interest in the National Football League has increased quite a bit. Like 300 times. Right. And you would think, how is it already not that popular? Right. I mean, football is the most popular. Or is it auto racing? Well, in the United States, uh-huh. uh, probably it's NASCAR, wouldn't you think? I don't. I don't. Yes. Go NASCAR. Sure. NASCAR. <laughs> I know they said that 21 million watched the the game last night. Did they think she was going to break out in song? I, mean, I don't know. But it was the second highest next to the Super Bowl. And everybody, I mean, not everybody, that's but a lot hilarious. of people online are like, we don't want to get her out. She's too distracting. We just, she's too distracting. It's messing up the team. And I'm like, the team is playing. The team They're seems not to be watching. doing fine. Right. They're not watching the cutaway shots to Taylor <laughs> right. Swift, Hugh Jackman, Blake Lively, and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan was there, Reynolds. Right? Okay, I thought that suite. was him. They're playing football. Oh, right. You're distracted. <laughs> Well, it just cracks me up. Well, you know, they're going to break up and she's going to write a song and then Travis Kelsey won't be able to play football. And I'm like, you you really think he's made of tissue? I mean. Okay, first of all, Travis Kelsey is a bit of a thug. He got kicked off of his college football team for smoking weed. Now, I think that's dumb. I do, too. I mean, smoke as much weed as you want, as long as you can perform. But on the other hand, rules are the rules, right? Rules are rules, whatever. Uh, before Mahomes came to Kansas City, uh, Travis was a, a bit of a hothead. Yes. So I think that he will soldier on if he is, in <laughs> fact, having a song someday written about him. Oh, it just it makes me laugh because I just all these people are watching and I don't understand why. I, she's not going to sing. Oh, right. It's not going to be a spontaneous concert right. of some sort. I mean, you can see her standing up and like, Clasping her hands. Okay. Right. And but I guess those tickets for that concert were hell expensive. Oh, that's true. So that's true. That's and, the closest you know, you're going to get to Taylor in an arena. That's true. But she strikes me as somebody who is pretty genuine. She yeah. gave out $100,000 bonuses to everybody on her tour, including the truck drivers. Mm-hmm. Now, that's pretty That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easy to do when you have six or $700 million. But right. still, you don't have to do it. She doesn't have to do it. Uh, one of her dancers is uh, our daughter's first dance big sister from Tennessee. I think you've told me this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was is this the same one that was on it? Was there one on a TV show? She's been on it. No. Dance that's Dance probably, Revolution. No. That, <laughs> Danny that, Terrio that, and the that, dancers. <laughs> solid gold. That's another one. She now dances for the Knicks. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. So that's probably not a career though, right? 
No, she does a bunch of other stuff, but I think that they do okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, good. I mean, well, yeah, there's certainly what there's like 746 basketball games. So there are, in fact, that many. And I think that NBA <clears throat> is the most well, I guess, except for soccer. I think it's second to soccer worldwide, and that's why the NFL keeps trying to go to other countries to have football games because they want NFL oh, to be more popular. I thought that's why they set Taylor Swift up with Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yes. No. No. Okay. Good to know. That's why the Chiefs did. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> But isn't it, I, I don't know, I think it's interesting, how did those two, right? I think the whole thing is super cute. He may, he went to the concert in Kansas City. They have this friendship bracelet exchange at all of her concerts. So everybody makes all these bracelets, and then you switch them with everybody. Travis made a bracelet that had his phone number on it and wanted to give it to her. And I was like, I would fall for that. That is smooth. <laughs> that is smooth. I would go for that. I'm pretty sure if Travis Kelsey made eyes at you, you'd dump Brian and go for that. <laughs> I offer no comment. No, I would never leave my schmoop. He's uh, my number one. What are we doing here, people? What are we doing with our lives today? Today we are talking about number 97 on the 100, top 100 TV episodes as rated by TV Guide in 1997. It is from Little House on the Prairie, season four, episode 21. And well, I guess it's 21 and 22, or is it just 21? Because it's a two parter. Okay. And it's called I'll Be Waving as You Drive Away. This is your favorite episode of Little House on the Prairie that was ever made. I got news for you. Did you watch all of it? No. No, I'm sorry. I tapped out after episode one, and then I cliff noted the rest of it. (laughs) The first episode of this is, in fact, tough. The second episode is very good. I enjoyed every minute of it, and I have to retract my shitty statements about this episode. Okay. I, along with Steve, only watched the first episode. <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't with Michael Landon. I couldn't and his with, hair. The, with the plain fast and loose with history. Michael I, Landon's hair. Right. And also, now what I want to complain about is my newsfeed has. Little House on the Prairie <laughs> stuff in it. I'm like, why? Sorry. It's not current at all. You do one search. I was on the call. side of the fire when, uh, when Mary knocked over the, the lantern. That, you're going to hell for that. I was just hoping we could end the episode right there. Solidly team fire. That's hilarious. Oh, no. Mary died in the house fire. It's so horrible. She was going blind, and now she's dead. The episode is over. Thank God. Can we just conclude the series here, too, please? So, So, I have... Because I didn't watch the second episode, I read some recaps online. Right. No Originally, no one else likes that show either. These two episodes were supposed to be the last two of the series. They were going to cancel it. Why didn't they? That's part of the whole wind up during the episode of the town being in tough, Mm -hmm. tough ground, rough straits, whatever you want to call it. Dire straits. Dire straits. Money financially because of the railroad. And they were winding it up so that everybody was going to move away from the town and. You know, and Mary went have. blind, and then everybody the pulled story together. It was over. It was a very special little house on the prairie. It was a very special little house on the prairie. I think that uh, I do think that that happened in the books. That she gets, she goes, they leave, and I don't know where I was saying. So never mind. So in reality, her blindness, what, what did they say you're blind with? Uh, Scarlet, Scarlet fever. fever. Right. But in reality, it was men- a combination of meningitis and encephalitis. Mm-hmm. It's got its own name that I can't pronounce. Snuffleupagus, I think yeah. is what it is. <laughs> so, it is, in fact, Snuffleupagus. Um, but I, I don't understand just why, just do it as it was. At any rate, I digress. Well, I, that's, I don't think that they understood that. She wrote it in the book as she had scarlet fever. It's only in like re, um, researching this and looking back at things that they figure out that it was oh. actually this encephalitis okay. issue. Because, yeah, I've read that. That happened probably five or six years ago that they're like, no, no, it wasn't scarlet fever. Because there is a huge, 
huge amount of scholarship around Laura Ingalls Wilder. But she also didn't become a teacher either, did she, in real life? Mm, I I think think she did. I don't think so. Well, let's go to the... Because I checked one source, and that's all (laughs) I needed to do. I got the answer that, that agreed with me and my position. In 2013, Snowflake. a medical study concluded that viral encephalitis actually disrupted her eyesight. Can we not say disrupted like it bothered it? It took <laughs> it away. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, she did. She returned home. Uh, she contributed the family income by making fly nets for horses. Okay. So I guess she didn't become a teacher. Right. So, also, this was the these were the um, last two episodes of season four. They aired on March sixth and March thirteenth of nineteen seventy eight. And um, what a year that was! It was. Let's talk a little bit about nineteen seventy eight. Sure. I was nine. (laughs) Do I have to carry the weight for this entire thing? Again, I didn't know we were going there. I'm the only one that watched the goddamn episode. <laughs> hey, hey, we made it through 50% of it. We want half credit. Yeah, half credit you shall have. 1978, I believe the number one song or number one album would be Saturday Night Fever. Number nice. one. Okay. Number you're, one. you're looking at me like you're looking for affirmation, and no, I don't have that. I'm completely making this up. <laughs> The number one TV show would be Happy Days. Yes, that is. Uh, yes, it actually was in the top ten. I have 60 that. Sixty minutes. <laughs> Sixty minutes is always that sneaky bastard that comes in at the top ten. Which so you can always count on it. Has been on the air for 127 years. Right. Um, so major news events, Egypt and Israel signed the Camp David Accords. Nice. Yeah. Happy and birthday who, yesterday. There too. you go. President Jimmy Carter, who yes. is now 99, strapping years old. What other really crazy thing happened in 1978 outside of the United States? Mm. A particular reverend. Oh, Jim Jones. Yes. Oh. Yes. People's Temple Jonestown suicides. Um, the first North Pole expedition, the first test tube baby was born in the United Kingdom. Mary something Brown, Mary Louise Brown. Okay, I wasn't, that's what Laura Ingalls Wilder, I thought we were doing a thing. (laughs) No, I I want, I want more than half credit for remembering (laughs) that kid's name. That was the, the baby born in the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Because we were standing in my uncle Jay and Aunt Mary's house and I was in the kitchen and they had a TV in this like not in the living room, and they were talking about it, and I just remember thinking, I should remember this. This is important. <laughs> okay. Right. I wish I would have done and that. And look with... where it got <laughs> me now. I wish I would have done that in algebra. <laughs> <laughs> this this yes. might be important. The first Garfield strip aired or aired was published. Oh, very nice. Really? In wow. 1978, one of my favorite, favorite cartoons. Uh, the Susan B. Anthony Dollar. Which, remember that. Which was met with much skepticism because of its size. Yeah, it was too it was, close to a quarter. Because it's the same size as a quarter for the vending machines. Mm-hmm. Just, just a tiny little bit bigger. Well, but vending machines would accept it. Yes. And, you know, and then, people but, got well, upset. Okay, then maybe keep your dollars in a different pocket. Or hear about <laughs> this. Get them on paper like the rest of us. <laughs> I hate Take the paper. change. I hate coins. I hate the way they smell. I hate the fact that everybody's like fingered them and as opposed it's so to gross. bills, which yeah, are but great. The, yeah, but they don't smell. I think the dollar coins are different because they have different chemical makeup. That could be. I don't know. They, I, I don't think they. You're like, looking they at don't me have, like I would know. They don't have the smell. You like are a well of useless crap. <laughs> Look, I came through with <laughs> Valentina Tereshkova last week. And Mary Louise Brown now, so I'm done. There you go. We have <laughs> top movies, The Deer Hunter, Midnight Express, oh, yeah. oh, Heaven great. Can Wait. I never saw Heaven Can Wait. Did you guys? No. Warren Beatty, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. The hard pass. Record yeah. of the year, Sorry. Hotel California. Oh! I stand corrected. Album of the year was Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Oh. oh my gosh, I have on my I Love Stevie shirt today because I love Stevie Nicks. Do you know that Stevie Nicks is getting her own Barbie? That's pretty cool. It's nice. amazing. And she has on the outfit from Rumors. 
the Rumors album, the black one with like the long puffy sleeves. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so cool. So what else, Brian? Hmm. Let's see what else. Uh, in sports, Dallas defeated Denver in the Super Bowl. New York Yankees defeated the LA Dodgers in the World Series. Nobody cares, especially us from the Midwest. True, right. <laughs> true, true. It was an epic battle of I don't give a shit versus who cares. I don't know. That's not true because my favorite team besides the Royals is whoever's playing the Yankees. That's fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fair. So, um, what else? What other? What other tops? I don't have. What's the number one song? The first successful fusion reaction. Happened at Princeton University. Hmm. Were they trying to do that? Yes. <laughs> it reached 60 million degrees Fahrenheit in that, a 20th of a second. That seems like maybe something that should have been better thought out. I feel like that's, that's one hot. of those things where you know that that can, uh, can happen. And, you know, has anybody seen Aliens where the right. acid like just burns right. through? That's the, what I'm wouldn't thinking. Wouldn't it just burn through whatever's it, holding it? Right. And that's... How did that not just end all of us then? I don't understand stuff like that. The science on that kind of scale. Like I can get your basic plant, water, chlorophyll, sun. Got it. But (laughs) that, I mean, how did they control that? What was, did they do an atom? Is that how? I mean, this is a different podcast, but that's really interesting (laughs) to me. (laughs) We've taken a turn here. And next we'll be releasing Adam Ant. (laughs) Goody two, goody two, goody goody two shoes. Oh no, we so, owe money. Um, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm sorry. Take it back. So back to this episode. Um, Melissa Sue Do Anderson. Do we have to? Yeah, I actually really like the second part. You mentioned that. We can make fun of the first part all you want because everything says and Michael landed in his hair. The best part about the second, the best part about the second half is that Michael Landon is hardly in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's really just Melissa Sue Anderson. She was nominated for an Emmy for it. I saw that. That was yeah. uh, that was the only Emmy nomination for that episode, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So my guess is they ship her off to the blind school. They do. So let's let's start at the beginning. It's a very good place to start. Anybody I don't get, know, kind of like jumping into the middle anybody, of things, anybody and confusing get, all of our listener. Anybody? <laughs> sorry, Seth. Anybody get my uh, amazing sound of music reference right there? No. Okay, cool. Fucking Philistines. So um, this starts out with them at school, and my bitch Nellie Olson is there. If you ever read the books or watches the show, uh, Nellie Olson is the ultimate enemy. <laughs> she every girl has this girl in their life, uh, played by Allison Anger, and I don't know how to say her last name correctly. Her arch nemesis. She is, and in real life. Nellie Olson, the girl who played Nellie Olson, is like the kindest, sweetest person in the whole wide world. So I always find that kind of fun. But kind of like the poor woman who played Dolores Umbridge. I mean, oh, n- no, no, yeah, get away from me, exactly. Lady. Imelda Staunton. One Every of the time I see her, people. I'm like, <laughs> I hate her so much. <laughs> Seriously, uh, just thinking about. It. I've seen her in other things, and I'm like, mm, still mm-hmm. no, still mm-hmm. no. She plays the queen in the like the last season of The Crown. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I'm not that far into it. And I'm like, nope. When I've got absolutely nothing else to watch, I'll watch an episode of The Crown. I really it like It makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. I kind of tapped out because it actually required me to pay attention. And I prefer shows that oh, allow me. Oh, no. I like shows that just kind of wash over me. Oh, so. see, I I like shows that allow me to play around on my phone. Right, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, I just yeah. wash over me. I don't need to yeah. be a part of it. Yeah. Um, although when we're done, I've got a few new shows to to toss out for, oh, okay. to, for you to you guys to try. So, so uh, Mrs. Olson actually comes to the school and says that there will not, will not be any school because the teacher's son has measles, and he has they have to stay home for two weeks, um, so that they don't have a measles outbreak. And then Laura goes fishing, and she runs across a pedophile. <laughs> yes. At least that's what it looked like to me, because she looks like she's about 10 or 11. Oh, no. And he looks much older than that. But she brings him home. Uh, she has a crush on him in that short period of time. And he is, starts to flirt with Mary, and he asks Mary to go for a walk. 
and Laura is upset. Now, do you think that this is going to come through and be like thematic for the whole episode? If you do, you'd be wrong. Because we dropped this plot line <laughs> like it's 60 trillion you know, degrees. It's, it's, it's one thing when you're riding along and you're like, oh, God, no, this storyline's crap. I'm going to get rid of it. It's another when you say this storyline's crap. Let's just keep going. Right. Not Let's with just, that storyline, though. Right. But we'll just forge ahead. Right. <laughs> We're not going to turn back and maybe delete right. something. No, no. Go ahead. So this guy's name is, is Seth the boy that they found. And uh, let's see. At dinner that night, Laura accuses Mary of stealing Seth from her. And Mary says that Laura is too young. And sister, I agree with you. And Mary says her eyes are tired. So this is Chekhov's eyes right now. (laughs) This is going to come back. (laughs) And uh, Michael Landon and his hair say that there needs to be, she needs to get an eye exam because she's supposed to have one once a year. And I would just like to say that for the 18 whatevers, that was pretty, I was impressed with their their ocular care. (laughs) Eye health is important. It is very important. So then Mary goes to get her eye exam and scary music starts to play. So we know (laughs) That's called foreshadowing. Right. Something is a coming or a brewing. And the doctor says that she has eye strain and just needs new glasses. I'm sorry. Is that an, a legitimate diagnosis of some sort? Eye strain? Eye strain. I've heard it and before. From, okay. I don't, not from a doctor. Oh, okay. I think, I, was say, I think it's one of those bullshit things my, my parents came up with or my grandma said. Yeah. You got to turn the things. light on. Turn the lights on. Right. You're going to strain you're gonna your get, eyes. Uh, yeah. You're going to get eye strain. Yeah. I don't know. There was a lot of that stuff I didn't really listen to. <laughs> so then we do a close up of Mary's eyes. So we know. Did they look strained? No, she has beautiful eyes. Um, so then we come back, Seth eats dinner, and then there's hand holding, and <laughs> there's a little bit of prairie kissing going on, and Laura is real pissed and says that she hates Mary. Now you think that this would come back. <laughs> but this whole plot line, nope. <laughs> she just hates her. That's okay. And then there's a whole side quest about the railroad starting a war with the Grangers. So, because I'm a responsible podcast host, I looked up the Grangers and the railroad, and apparently this is a real thing. They were fussing and a fighting over the railroad had sort of a monopoly about the uh, grain elevators, and the Grange was sort of like loosely unionized farmers. And kind of like a pre-co-op? Or, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. And so they were fighting about the railroad setting the prices for transporting grain and then storing grain and moving grain. And so it, it was actually a thing. Okay. I was surprised. Oh, and about this time, Merlin Olson shows up. I love Merlin Olson. Merlin Olson was a former football player. Yes. For those of you who are. Green Bay. No, no, Los Angeles Rams. The oh, whole he was time. with the Rams the whole time. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll be darned. Um, okay, so while Stephanie was focused on the episode itself, I went a little <laughs> different route and looked up everything that was wrong with the episode. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> so, in addition to it not being Scarlet Fever and her not becoming a teacher, Michael Landon didn't even want to have the whole going blind storyline. In well, there, but his hair apparently did. So. <laughs> I gotta agree with Michael Landon's hair on this one. Um, so, also, you know, she didn't become a teacher that was in there, but also unusual for the period was um, showing a, a character with a disability, which I will give it props for. I think Absolutely. that is awesome, and mm-hmm. really, more of that might have might have been helpful too. Yeah. However. Though they described Braille in the show, the materials were historically inaccurate. <laughs> well, I was actually sitting in the parking lot of the Lynn County Courthouse when that happened, and I could have told you that that was historically inaccurate. <laughs> so, so I, like I said, I just went a little different route because I've never liked Little House on the Prairie, <laughs> and you made me watch it. I didn't make you watch it. TV Guide made you watch it. Damn it, TV Guide. Right. Well, Brian and I, we we fought back. <laughs> we're not. We didn't watch both episodes. Just, <laughs> screw right. it. But gonna, apparently, we watched the wrong one. Well, God, no kidding. Most through the rough one. <laughs> it was rough too. God, I'm like, oh, here comes Michael Landon in his hair. Oh, 
Um, so can we talk about, uh, you know, them lying to her? Yeah, that's uncomfortable. Like, no, no, you're fine. Right. right. They go to the doctor. You're all good. She wasn't. Yeah, they go to the doctor, and he tells Michael Landon that she's eventually going to go blind because of the scarlet fever. So, whatever. And then there was that point where Michael Landon's hair confronted him about the big lie. Right. And so then Michael Landon's hair does this whole denial thing where he's like, no, you're wrong. Okay. See, that show I would watch. You just don't like the... I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> Optic nerve damage says, fuck your feelings, Michael Landon's hair. <laughs> uh, She's going blind anyway. We've gone off. The so rails. for what we can only assume is like a week because Mary's relationship goes from holding hands to the kissing and Prairie stuff. Kissing. Right? <laughs> Prairie kissing. <laughs> there was a lot of grass. And then, you know, Michael's out in the dark on the prairie doing not getting I don't know, eaten by coyotes pra- like I doing for. prairie stuff at the <laughs> prairie at the fence. I was with waiting what? for a bear. <laughs> I don't think bears live he in the He doesn't prairie. appear to actually be doing anything. He's just like not wanting to be inside with his daughter that's going blind. Wasn't there an episode with bees? I think so. Can we go back just a second when he's talking to the doctor? My notes say Michael Landon and his hair start to well up, and he tells the doctor he's wrong. She's just been reading a lot, and he goes yes. through three out of five of the stages of, stages of grief in about 30 <laughs> seconds. Look, there's bargaining for time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I want to go back to the episode with bees because I like that. Someone was attacked. <laughs> I that was action. I, va- I have some, but I read the books too, but I think I was in like first grade. Or second grade. So it's been more than, than a, a minute. Week. I understand. I, I understand. have slept a lot since then. So can I go and with drank. some other factoids from yes, 1978? Okay. So the um, Dow Jones Industrial Averages closed at 805. And it's what now? Like 20 some thousand. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Um, interest rates ended at 11.75%. I think all of our parents remember getting a mortgage at 27% interest. Uh, Let's see. Average yearly income was $17,000. Average rent was $260 a month. Cost of gas per gallon was $0.63, which doesn't sound, if you adjust for inflation, doesn't sound that far off. Mm -hmm. Uh, A dozen eggs was $0.48. Oh, my God. The Dow Jones Industrial Averages today closed at $33,433. What does that even mean? I don't understand that. No one does. Okay, cool. (laughs) This is my this is my motto when it comes to it's like the combined stocks and bonds. values of what like the top five hundred the blue chip what yeah. they call the blue chip stocks so and I don't know how they pick those but value they change them from time value to time. of a single share yes. I have no idea I'm okay. I'm going with this I'm going well, I'm just going to stay stupid on this fact <laughs> I am too because it's magic Landa Lakes butter was a um, dollar thirty three and a New York strip steak was two thirty nine a pound. Sure. Because <laughs> it would be sort of a weird metric not to use that. <laughs> They're usually sold by weight. <laughs> it was two thirty nine per cow. <laughs> uh, let's see. A ranch home in Marion, Ohio, as a kind of a average type of home. That would be three-bedroom, a den, where Ward Cleaver would sit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one and a half baths, because who doesn't want to share a bath with their entire family? Right. And a double detached garage, $24,500. The average house price, though, was $13,650. And I have happy days. Little House on the Prairie, The Rockford Files. Oh, Love nice. The Rockford Files. Um, good morning, America. How does that make it on the top TV shows? I, I don't know. That doesn't seem right. No, I agree. I agree. Isn't that just a... Talk show, basically. It's just a news, yeah, morning news I just and talk. That, I didn't think that they ever put that in the right. yeah, I agree. calculation. Wheel of Fortune, mm-hmm. Quincy. Who doesn't love Quincy? Is this Wheel of Fortune with Chuck Woolery? Or? 1978? No, I don't think so. I think okay. it would be, I think he would have already been gone. Talk about shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> you had a sweet gig, Chuck. You had to go and fuck that up. 
Yeah, I never understood why he left that. Because he demanded Wheel of more Fortune money. Wheel is still on. And they replaced him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, better luck next uh, time, Chuck. The we'll Muppet- be back in two and two. <laughs> uh, the Muppet Show. <gasps> bum, 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 yep. bum. And Chips. Oh, I like Chips. Yep. And uh, Three's Company. What about Laverne and Shirley? Nope. Okay. The Love Boat. Now I've got that Love song Love yep, in my head. In my head. Um, and gold was $200 per ounce. What is it now? More than that. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so, all right. That's what I've got. That's what I'm bringing to the table today. Okay. So, back to the and, show. And I also brought the table. He did. Nice. In fact. So, Ma comes outside to Pa while he is hanging on the fence and doing prairie things. With his hair. And he does, and his hair... He does this really weird rubbing thing on her neck, and it looks like he's going to strangle her. (laughs) It's like, I don't know, she's at a weird angle, and he's like, I guess trying to be comforting or strangle her. I'm not sure. He tells her the truth. She's really upset. She does a really good job of reacting to that. And I say, Michael Landon in his hair is set up in camp denial. (laughs) So then there's more railroad talk. They cut back to the house. And in Brian's favorite part where he was rooting for fire, Mary accidentally sets the house on fire. Because of the ice dream. Do you recall why she set the house on fire? Because she was trying to read. So she went to get another light. And, you know, it's the time before electricity. So she had to get a a, a lamp. The darkness had a come. A Roman candle. <laughs> Well, those aren't for indoor use. And, and apparently being blind means you can't walk across a room <laughs> with a lamp in your hand. So she dropped it and uh-huh. caught the kitchen. Did or, the whole house burn? See, this know. is really where the story should have ended. It, I'm with Brian it, on this. It, it's localized to like a four-foot area, and he, well, Michael Landon puts it out with what like a have, blanket. What could have possibly caught fire? I really do think it was the a dirt, dirt floor. Yeah. Because they... In the book, she spends a lot of time talking about like when they live in a sod house and a cow's foot comes through at some point in time when they're living. I don't know. Yeah, it, they live in the oldie times. I don't know what state they were living in because they moved around a lot. I don't know either, but why did they have a broom if it was a dirt right. floor? Because they tell the Laura Ingalls to sweep the to sweep the floor. Okay, and let me just say. I related to that. She's like, fuck you. I didn't set the house on fire. Why do I got to clean this shit up? Oh, that's funny. It's very reminiscent of when my father made me clean out the car that him and my brother were going, he and my brother were going to take to Canada on a fishing trip that I wasn't invited. Um, That happened in 19 something. Clearly you've let that go. Oh no. I am still hot mad about that. That Adam Fission thing, uh, fusion, whatever, ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> that is some weak temperature compared to her. Exactly. So, yes, Chuck Woolery left. Um, he had a salary dispute with Merv Griffin and Merv won. Oops. Yes. I think Merv won all of his arguments. Speaking of Danny Terrio. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's another real insidey baseball. <laughs> Well, now, hopefully, our listener will run to their laptop and educate themselves on Danny Terrio versus Marv Griffin. Right. Uh, yes, because it's kind of a funny story. So, house on fire. Eventually, Mary, they tell her, this is a nice train. Like, this, this is going to end poorly. And she wakes up in the middle of the night or something, and she can't see. So, she's screaming and crying, which is painful to watch because Melissa Sue Anderson really does a good job. She can't see um, Michael Landon and his hair comfort her. Then uh, they are doing too many things for her because they don't know how to fix it. And which seems like a reasonable thing. And she stops doing anything. Right. She sits in a chair and doesn't do a damn thing. And then sits in the chair and yells at Laura Ingalls. Right. Like, she's actually being nice because she's a snotty little brat in, like, every episode of Little House on the Prairie that I've ever Laura? seen. Laura? Yeah. Well, yeah, she's worried about her sister. But in, she's blind. in this, she's actually trying to be helpful and, like, offering to, like, right, brush, brush her, her hair. hair and... She's like, it needs it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you 
brush it because with? Seth's gonna come by. Right. She goes, I can brush my hair, and Laura's like, Well, go ahead on, sister, because it <laughs> needs it. Oh, so Seth funny. comes by, and he's like, Hey, really sorry I didn't come by before, but you know, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> And she yells at him, and he goes away. So Ma and Pa and Michael and Ter go to the doctor, and they say that there's a blind school in Iowa. And they tell Mary that they're going to send her to the blind school, and she thinks that they're just trying to get rid of her because she's like a burden to them. They go to the blind school. Not because you were blind. No. You just were a burden to <laughs> right. begin with. We were going to do this before you went blind. Um <laughs> She, (laughs) they get to Iowa and what Mary doesn't know is that the teacher that they assigned to her to help her through this transition is blind, but she doesn't know that. But you as the audience can tell because of the manner in which he carries himself and sort of the looking off into the distance. So she fights back and he tries to teach her how to eat and he's like it's all the plates are set up um with meat at two o'clock something at five o'clock and so he's trying to teach her and she throws the food on the ground and he's like okay well you know this is your room as long as you stay here so the tools the cleanup are right over here and eventually after much work he gets through to her and she starts to excel she um he starts to teach her Braille uh, inaccurately, might I add. Um, in this book, and he says Louis Braille, and I'm like, I believe it's Louis Braille, but <laughs> <laughs> this is old-timey Iowa, so we're not going to fight too much about this. <laughs> he teaches her Braille, and he says how quick she is to learn it. Um, is she, she said that she used to love to read, that it was her best subject in school. Uh, we move through all of this. She does a fantastic job. She ends up falling in love with the teacher and she, her path in this rendition of the story is that she goes back to her hometown and to get her things so that she can go to South Dakota with this teacher to set up a new school for blind kids, which is Far different from making horse nets. Right. So that was a real swing and a miss on there. <laughs> but one of the, like what you said earlier about talking about disabilities is one of the, the headmaster or whatever you would call him at this school said like compliments the Ingalls for bringing her there because he says a lot of people hide their disabled children um, away like they have mental illness. And I was oh, like, wow. You were so close. You were, you were almost there. You were Dude, almost you were there. bumping up against it and then totally missing. Oh, I was like, oh, wow. shit. <laughs> so. That yeah. Is... I mean, most people just hide them in the closet like the Kennedys. Right. Right. <laughs> Oh, wow. No, that, I'm sorry. That's just, I was really sure. I was like, oh my God, that's so oh, forward no, never thing. Mind. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Nope. I feel uncomfortable now. So, See, that's the biggest reason why I hate that show. Oh, that? <laughs> yes, that. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> oh. Early in the first episode, Michael Landon and his hair have a moment with God, and he's like, why did you do this? And the preacher comes in. It and was so him. that he could later be touched by an angel. <laughs> it wasn't that. No, it was Highway to Heaven. It's so later he could get on the highway to heaven. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and not meet Robert Blake in Helltown. So <laughs> he, the minister comes in and he tells Michael Landon's hair that sometimes that God always answers our prayers. And sometimes the answer is no, like we don't understand the bigger picture when they go back to the hometown before they're going to leave. I'm sorry. That actually should be God gives us an answer to our prayers. If God answered our prayers, the answer wouldn't be no. Well, that was grammatically incorrect. I didn't write it. I'm telling (laughs) you this because I picked apart everything that was wrong. 
show. The bees. I just wanted the bees. The bees. The bees. So Steve hate watched this. <laughs> Brian was indifferent and rooting for fire. And I'm actually putting in work. It, they have this discussion and it's like sometimes you don't understand God's plan. Okay, fine. So when they go back to their hometown before she's going to go to South Dakota to um, open the school for the blind, they're at church service. And her teacher that she loves so much that wanted her to be a teacher came in and gave her Mary a cameo pin, like to say goodbye. It was very sweet. And then the minister comes in and he's like all choked up. And he's talking about how he had told Michael Landon's hair that, you know, you don't know the bigger purpose. And then Mary's going to go to the school for the blind and she's going to help all of these kids. And I'm a cynical bitch. And it got to me. She in real life made horse nets. It's a TV show. <laughs> Based on apparently nothing. Based on not that book. <laughs> I'm just saying, while you're making fun of Brian and me, I feel like he and I have brought a lot of color to an otherwise you have, you dry have show. really filled in the gaps. Yes. So Look, then, in the movie that is your life after, you know, when it's made, are you going to have them having you sitting in your chair playing on your phone on Saturday night? Or are you going to no. be out doing something exciting? No, you're going to be out doing something exciting. Exactly. I'm so actually she wasn't sitting in nets. a chair making horse nets. She was <laughs> opening schools for the play. Which is, and you can cut this out if Not you want to. But in it's, real life. It's kind of ironic that she was making horse nuts for Horse nets. fly nets for horses because the reason you do that is to keep the flies from getting their into eyes. their eyes and causing them to go blind. So it's a real circle <laughs> moment. <laughs> well, that caused horses to go blind, really. Yeah, the oh, cows no do. That's why they have the ear tags because they go like this oh. and it keeps the flies. I thought they it's were just, medicated ear tags. Oh, I thought they were just the flies out of them. No, I thought it was to accessorize your cow. No, thank you for I I I love sharing my knowledge of growing up on a farm. Yes, um, amazing so, when that trauma can actually come <laughs> for good. This all could have been solved by Michael Landon tripping on his way to put out the fire. Because <laughs> you know that hair would have gone up. You know, it also could have been solved if somebody at NBC would have grabbed some sack and stuck with the plan to cancel this thing. Right. <laughs> Just saying. So. So I don't remember much beyond this in either you've the remembered books a lot or the tv shows I, um, yeah i remember the bees that's all i, I have made just i even before we knew we were going to watch this episode i have talked shit on it <laughs> and <laughs> well, how you've always said this wasn't your favorite episode right how angry i was that mary had to go blind and it's funny that because of this list we get to revisit it and if I was giving this episode a grade, I would give it a solid B minus because that first episode is bad. It just isn't good. The second one is really well done. It's well acted. And I enjoyed watching it. I felt emotions. I felt <clears throat> caught up in the, in the performances. And uh, I was <laughs> quite surprised by my reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah. I really would. I mean, I've hated this forever. Right. You've said that for a long time. I just in was the ending in the book the same as the movie? Because it's again, clearly we've covered it's not real life. I don't remember. All I remember was that she went blind and I was so mad I stopped reading. Oh, so kids read all the way to the period. Right? Just I mean, you could find out all kinds <laughs> of shit. <laughs> I think that she took liberty with some of the actual facts to make them more dramatic and interesting, but I don't remember because I was really mad. I grew up in my origin family of origin story is that we had, I had three great aunts who were blind. And so blindness was not anything I wanted to have any proximity to because it was very frightening to me. Sure. Sure. And, um, so was Michael Landon's hair. True story. So, did you know he was a javelin thrower? No, I, I don't like him. I've never liked him. I never <clears throat> liked him in that show. I didn't like him in the Angel show. There was something about him that I read one time 
that I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't care for that. I, I don't remember what it was. I'm probably mixing my ponderables, and I've hated this poor person for <laughs> my entire life. Like, he gives a shit. He's right. dead, and he wouldn't have cared. No, but I have to life. agree. I, I've not liked him in anything. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, there's a degree I of can't, sanctimony. I can't think I of know. anything he's been in that I enjoyed watching. Even when he was the on credits. Bonanza? The credits. The credits. <laughs> Executive producer Michael Landon. <laughs> I know that... Um, Melissa Gilbert talks about him smelling like alcohol and cigarettes on the set. So, so he's not quite as right. At least that's my memory of on when the he, highway to heaven when he got pancreatic cancer. She talked about this distinct smell of. Hmm, okay. That. Was Melissa Gilbert? Was she? She's Laura. Laura. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She later went on to be president of the Screen Actors Guild. Oh, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Then. Um, the nanny is now, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, Fran Drescher. Unsurprisingly, Melissa Gilbert is in all 204 episodes. Right. Michael Landon is only in 186. Did they write him out early? Yeah, she, Laura moves to go be a teacher um, when she marries Almanzo Wilder. So I was surprised at my reaction to the show. Uh, yeah, it was truly not the the experience that I thought that I was going to have. Sure, sure. Um, okay, you have some other things like costumes and the the costumes and... were great. The sets, everything looks fairly authentic. I believe that they blew them up at the end of the series, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. It was Michael Landon? <laughs> Michael Landon's <laughs> hair made that decision. It's destructive. It's a force of evil. Um. So then we talk about. Like it's giving me an ism, like sexism. No. Does it pass the Bechtel test? Absolutely. There's two named characters that talk to each other about something who are female that talk to each other about something other than a boy or a man, I should say. Passes the Bechtel test. Um, There's no people of color. I don't think that that would have been... In the time that they were, in the place that they were, I don't think that there was an intention to exclude that demographic. I just right. think that there wasn't. Not not excusing it, but right. that's just the way that it, it is. It's the way it was, yeah. Um, no gay content. Uh, so, I mean, it is what it is. I don't like period pieces. I don't like old-timey stuff. It's just not my jam. No, I don't either. I've never liked that. I mean, I, you hear these people it. talk about, oh, tell us why this? you don't like westerns, Stephanie. <laughs> because it's... everything is dusty and the people would smell <laughs> <laughs> bad, <laughs> real bad. <laughs> I like westerns. I d- I don't. I like old war movies, but other like I don't like the I don't like the Victorian stuff. I mean, Downton Abbey was not for me. I don't either. Am I? My Although I love friend, Professor McGonagall. True. My best friend Alex loves that Game of Thronesy. Oh, see that's, and it's just and that's not, just too weirdly it's just violent. Not for me. I just I I don't like it. But if you want to watch this episode, I would encourage you to do so. You may want to take the first half of it with a grain of salt, but I really do think it's worth watching for the second part. Um the dynamic between Mary and the teacher is really good. Uh I don't think it probably ages that well because she falls in love with her teacher, which, ew. (laughs) 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 You know, there's a power dynamic there. And, you know, she comes into this in a very vulnerable state. She's just gone blind. So, and he kind of comes in and rescues her. That doesn't necessarily make me super happy, but it is what it is. Sure. And sure. at the time that this was made, there was a different view on those kinds of relationships. I'm not taking the pro or the con on this. I'm just saying that this is a product of the time that it was right. set in Again, and the time that it was made. Not You're not advocating for it. It just is what it is. Right. So we're not excusing it. Um, all right. It's place on the list. I absolutely think that this should have been on the list. I absolutely think it should not have been. Right. <laughs> but you didn't watch the good part. Yeah. And you know what? That's what happens with shitty television. 
I don't watch the next episode. I will say this. I probably should temper that statement a little bit because I know that there are other television shows that put out episodes, either a single episode or an arc, like a double episode, that were better overall than this one. I don't think it's fair necessarily to rely completely on the strength of the second half of it because... Sure, that's fair. Right. And if you're going to put out two episodes, you got to put something in the first one to keep people... Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, she went blind. They're sending her away to school. Okay. Like... I've got part two down. I I skipped part two and don't feel like I missed anything because of the horribleness of part one. Right. And... If you made part one better... And or it, not at all. Right. And the the way that they just completely drop the part of the boy and Laura and Mary, the sort of this love, I love triangle. The com- I love the complete abandonment of plot points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, let's throw that in. Well, fuck it. It's out now. That didn't work. But let's not clean it up. I mean, it's the only reason that's in there is to show that she's now having romantic feelings so they can push it with the teacher later. Be... No, but it's more Laura... Yeah, Laura was the center and, yeah. of the Laura was the center of the show, right? Laura right. is the one who wrote the books. Right. So and it was oddly I mean, obviously it's Mary's episode, but you think that there would have been more Laura in there. She does tell the boy who comes to see her she's like, Why haven't you seen Mary? And you know, she's like, I love my sister. It just seems like there could have been more of that worked out and and less time spent with sort of the moralizing of the praying and the this and the that. And I mean, whatever. I take that back. I don't think it should be on the list. But I do think that that second part, there are some really fine moments. But there are other episodes of television. I can think of a Dick Van Dyke show that should should have been on there that's not on this list that absolutely should have been on there. Is it the walnut one? <laughs> the walnut one's on there. Oh, it is? Uh-huh. Oh, how did I miss that? Huh. Coast to Coast Big Mouth is on there. There is. There actually are a lot of really good shows on here. Um, and um, the, the Walnut One. Contrary to the first few things that we've covered on here. Right. Those of you still recovering from the Zandy Misfits. <laughs> right. Well, it hit us all hard. Remember, we are going backwards, so the episode <laughs> should get better. <laughs> But, you know, there's been a lot of television up to 1997, so I'm not sure how some of these got here. I I do want to say, though, that is a really, and and I know you were being cheeky, but I think you were also being serious, a really interesting observation about how, oh, you know, most kids wouldn't bring their their children with disabilities and they they hide them away like they had a mental illness. Um, But that is also the time. And, and how people felt about mental illness. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we haven't seen, since this episode came out, 1978, we haven't exactly gone leaps and bounds in our understanding and tolerance of mental illness. No, in some ways I think we've gone backwards because there used to be safe places. Now I know that safe should be qualified, but there were the places for people who had severe mental illness could stay where they were warm and dry and clothed and fed. And now a lot of them live on the streets. Right. Or in jails. Right. And jail is not prison is not. No. And it never will be not equipped a rehabilitative environment for that. Right. Right. But yeah, so I did, I, I was being snotty about that. No, no, no. I think you were, you were cheeky, but I think you were being serious. I was being serious about it. Because Absolutely. they were so close to being really, like yeah. right there. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> Put it back in park. Um, yeah. All right. Up next, one of my favorite shows, Picket Fences. Never seen an oh, episode. Oh, oh, that'll be kind of fun. We used to watch Picket yeah, Fences. Yeah, on Friday nights. Yeah. yeah, Tom Scarrett. Is Tom Scarrett still alive? He just turned 90. No. Mm-hmm. 90? I mean, I love Jester, so. Oh, <laughs> I wow! So I didn't know that. At any rate, this is a 1995 episode, Heart of Saturday Night. I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, for Brian, maybe watch the pilot to kind of get yeah. a feel because it's kind of a quirkier show. Yeah, and it's <clears throat> it's one of those 
in this time frame is when shows really started to do sort of the one-offs, but there was an overarching yeah. theme that was right. kind of running through everything, like Northern Exposure. I was just thinking of that. Yeah. That is so funny. That is yeah. exactly where I was, I was thinking going thinking of Northern next. Exposure earlier yeah. Yeah. while we were talking. Because yeah. there is, like, there, I wonder if there are any of them There are, the yeah. There, Northern Exposure is on the list. There's one on there, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, talk about your quirky Right. Quirky characters and characters you remember. That's the thing that I think is kind of cool. And the back to your question about does this belong on the list? The other thing about this episode that's lacking is there's absolutely nothing groundbreaking in it. Nothing. There's nothing about it that is. There's not a special, uh, like, dealing with humanity, like the anti-misfits. Like, are we inherently a violent species or it's just, it's just not there. And there are some of the shows on this list that really do hit that. And I think that there would have been better, there was a better Star Trek episodes that could have been on this list. Sure. Sure. But that's an interesting point too. You know, did it bring anything culturally, anything substantive to a discussion at the time? Um, I mean, you know, it's 1978. There's still lots of movement in the civil rights movement. There's, You've got all sorts of different uh, global issues. You've got inflation. You've got uh, high unemployment. And not that I expect any of that in Little House on the Prairie. But (laughs) you do, I mean, you do kind of see thematically over a spectrum of time how television kind of mirrors the national mood. Um, And apparently the national mood was half your shows are crap. Right. And I I thought... Like, why did they put the Granger versus the railroad stuff in there? Well, they keep throwing these random things in. Right. And so I, the article I read yeah. talked about that. That was all to lead up to if they were going to cancel the show, that it would give the entire town a reason to pack up oh, and leave. Okay. So they could because they couldn't, you can't fight the railroad. Okay. Everybody's going to leave. Mm-hmm. And they actually filmed. Apparently, according to the article I read, they actually filmed a scene where the entire town is gathered together at the church or whatever, and they're saying their goodbyes because they all have their wagons packed and they're heading off to other places. Okay. Well, Mr. Olson packs up the... He's selling off merchandise in the store. Right. But (laughs) there's another thing that's really funny is Seth and his father go to some town around there, and it's... I can't remember the name of it because I've had an incredibly busy day. But it's like Swollen Eye or something is the name of the town that they go and open a livery at to get away from this railroad monopoly. And I'm like, could we have not found a better name for this? <laughs> could we have just called it like oh, Blindyville? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, that's a, a little too on the nose. Right. So, Oh, too funny. All right. Anything else for this week? For this two week, for this episode, we'll say. No, I don't think so. Um, I am glad I revisited this. I feel at peace with the entire Mary going blind, <laughs> blind on Little House on the Prairie story arc that's haunted uh, me my entire life. Right. Brian? No. Final thoughts? No? no. Well, I'm I'm excited to see if Brian likes picket fences. I think he and I share some similar tastes. So, Thank you, Will. Uh, hopefully he does. Um, and, you know, really, hopefully I do, too, on on revisiting it. Mm-hmm. It's been, I've never seen it other than when it originally aired. Mm-hmm. And there are some shows that I used to love that really just don't interest me anymore. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld is one. And that's just crazy when you think yeah. about that Yeah, because it was, it is such a good show, but I just can't get on board with it now. So oh. it is what it is. All right. Well, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe. We would appreciate a five-star review and we would really like it if you maybe would write a review for us as well. Um, what would you like our listeners to to do? You want them to send you an email with thoughts or what do I you want? I would like one of the um, podcasts I listen to whenever they do a show that or a movie, they talk about whether age well or not. That's the name of the podcast, that age well. So they talk about palate cleansers. So I would like everyone to email me their favorite Michael Landon or or because I'm giving you a choice, Melissa Gilbert joint. Okay. And that's going to be Stephanie at weekendmediagroup.com. 
Yeah. Um, don't send it to me because I don't care for Michael Landon. Right. And I kind of used to, but I'm sort of <laughs> indifferent now. <laughs> I mean, his hair was pretty impressive, and I'm a hair whore, so that's, what can I say? That's fair. So with nothing else, I guess we'll go. I guess so. But if you ever wonder why I am the way I am, it's because I was raised on television. Thank you.